Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Phantoms of the Silver Screen. I am uh, one of your hosts, Rip, and I am joined by the best co-host on the planet, Jumbi. What's up everybody? Excited to be here. We just got through an episode of Chucky, that's right. Season 1, episode 4. I don't even know what this episode is called. That's how hyped I am. <laughs> this episode is called Just Let Go. Just Let Go. Actually, it's very fitting now <laughs> that I read it. <laughs> Foreshadow, maybe? I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. So, I like this episode a lot. Um you know, I still have the whole you don't care about the characters problem, but I'm so invested now. Like <laughs> I I it wasn't until this episode where I, I, I decided I, I need to see the end of this episode like this series. Um not just for like because we're covering it on the podcast. Like I, I need <laughs> to see the ending of this. I need it. You know I need to know what happens. At any point we can just just leave, right? <laughs> we don't I know. <laughs> But now, like, I really need to see the end because we were given it a shot. But now I don't need to give it a shot. If we weren't doing this, I would watch it anyway. I have to know. It's the the mid season, right? Because it's eight episodes. Yep, mid season finale. Yeah. The climax. Yeah. Some would say. Yeah. So we get some answers right off the bat. I mean, who could have guessed it? Me and Rip, that's who. (laughs) Lexi. Lexi's back, right? I'm going to spoil that part. Lexi's back. That's like the first two minutes of the episode. It's not really spoiling it. At this point, we could go into the recap, I say, (laughs) from this point. Lexi's back. Yeah. With a vengeance. Um, And a lot of things, a lot of things happened this episode that I've kind of been waiting for. A lot of people got put in their place. Which is partly why I'm so happy about it. Like they, they paid off, forcing me to see these horrible people for so long, in a small way, not the way everybody wanted, you know, Lexi's demise, but in other ways, with them getting told what they should have gotten told since the first episode. <laughs> Referring to obviously Lexi getting put in her place, um, the rich parents all getting put in their place. Yeah. yeah. Like everybody, oh man! You know, you know what this is a good, good thing of, and I, you'll, you'll hear me say this a lot in a lot of our podcasts. But mm-hmm. when the devil comes into a small town, a la Needful Things, it just mm-hmm. shakes things up. Everybody was so comfortable in their way of life and what they were doing, not caring. The devil comes in and shakes things up and just puts everybody's bullshit out in front. That's a nice way of seeing Chucky. I don't know if people have read that book, Needful Things. It's a good book. Pretty good word. Man, a show we, I would have said we should cover, but it kind of got canceled. But I still love both seasons is um, Castle Rock. Oh, Stephen yeah. King's like Castle Rock. I, I loved both seasons of that. And I was real bummed when it got canceled because I, I loved where it was going. It was getting so wacky. 
and was delving delving into like the weird other side of Stephen King's books where there's this otherworldly force and you know giant turtles that hold the world on their back and stuff like that So in this episode of Chucky, uh, we kind of launch with the repercussions of last episode. There obviously was a huge fire that nobody noticed in time. Mm-hmm. A lot of the kids are at the hospital. They're in the ICU because they inhaled a bunch of smoke. And nobody got out of there fast enough or at least realized there was a fire fast enough. Um, they had to have stayed there dancing for a while before they breathed in a good amount of smoke. And now <laughs> they're all in the ICU. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, we see Junior's in the ICU, Devin's in the ICU, you know, a myriad of other little kids who were there, but we don't really know their names, are in the ICU. And somebody else who's there, but isn't actually checked into the ICU, is Lexi. But shouldn't she have breathed the most smoke out of anybody? <laughs> I guess shouldn't her... she just be bedridden? I guess her lungs are used to it. She was too busy screaming to inhale any <laughs> lung, like any amount of smoke. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to wait till the end of the episode to say this. Um, the moment that I saw her and she was not in a bed, she was not injured, nothing. I'm like, Jumpy's theory from last episode was correct. She, I, I still think I'm right. I think this... you're right. I think you're correct. Mm-hmm. She's she's working for Chucky. Mm-hmm. She's working for Chucky, man. Because we don't see how she got out. Um, <laughs> I'll spoil that too. This whole episode doesn't reveal how she got out of that situation. Yes. Where yeah. Chucky's hovering over her. She must have kicked him into a fire. But if that was the case, we would have seen that scene. They're keeping it a secret because there's something to reveal. Right? Ooh, yeah. It's gotta be. It's there's something suspicious about that scene. Yeah. But yeah. In the hospital, Lexi's there. She did not inhale enough smoke to be checked in. Very suspicious. No damage to her whatsoever. Very suspicious. Um, Jake shows up a little later, but I think we get a few scenes with uh, everybody at the hospital just kind of dealing with the repercussions. We see the parents are there, the evil mayor and her house husband, you know, Lexi's parents are there taking care of Caroline, who was apparently hospitalized. That's a big deal. I didn't realize she was going to get hurt in all this. Mm-hmm. I thought she'd be spared. Me too. And, like, she seems like she was the most hurt. Yeah. Right? Some, something's off about that. I guess she's young. She inhaled a lot of smoke. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where her room is. Like, I thought it was in the basement. No clue, but um, she got the most damage, and she's in the ICU. Something's off about that, in my opinion. But... There's a lot of things that are off that we didn't get answers to. Yeah. And I'm really hoping they're, like, mysteries and not, like, oh, we forgot to film that scene. Don't worry about it. Like, you know, mistakes or something like that. I hope these are actual mysteries and not, oh, we forgot to film the scene where Lexi kicked him to the fire. It's fine. Don't worry <laughs> about that. Uh, but I'm going to assume and give this show the benefit of the doubt and assume these are mysteries I'm meant to be thinking about. Because it gives it gives this show a lot more substance, if that's the case. Yeah. So 
yeah, we're we're seeing the hospital. There's a lot of damage that happened in the result. And, you know, the direct aftermath of Jake's decision to give Lexi that Chucky doll. Because <laughs> um, let's just let's just not dance around it. That that was Jake's fault. All right, yeah. everything that happened there. I know Chucky did it. Ultimately, it's his fault. But like, he could have chose not to let Chucky go. This isn't like when Chucky runs away and causes mischief. Jake put him there in their line of sight. Yeah. It's like hiring a hitman, basically. Like you, you did do this. You yeah. did. You paid them off. This is <laughs> happening because of you. Yeah, and he needs to accept those consequences. Mm-hmm. Because that's a lot. I don't know if you can come back from that. You can try and make things right, but I don't know what it's gonna take. You'd have to bring Oliver back from the dead because you you can't fix it. No, and it's like he. He may have not wanted those other consequences, but he mm-hmm. knew what Chucky was capable of. Yeah, he knew he was a stone cold killer. I mean, he killed his dad. Yeah. He knew he wanted to, even if he didn't know about this dad. He literally said, "Hey, let me kill Lexi." Like he knew what he was gonna do. Yeah. I don't know. So I think Jake ends up stumbling along to the hospital. This kid is dying to go to jail like he he can't not go to jail jake really wants to be like held responsible for for the actions of chucky because he went out of his way to hang out at the cemetery last episode and make sure nobody sees him so he has zero alibi and then in this episode he's waltzing into the hospital during the aftermath just placing himself close to the victim so the police can be like hey there's jake again yeah. Always seems to show up when things go down. Yeah. Very suspicious. So, how do you feel about Jake being the world's worst, worst uh, criminal? <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Because, <laughs> let's be honest, I we haven't been on Jake's side for a while. Even before mm-hmm. that, and the fact that, like, like sometimes I wish we do a live screening of us watching these episodes, because it's just mm-hmm. like Joby and I are the worst people because we will yell at the screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> sometimes I try and mute the mic just so like I don't have to ruin the experience for Rip, but I I forget a lot of the times and I'm just like you idiot. <laughs> Yeah, we we have our own director's commentary. Well, Mystery yeah. Science Theater. <laughs> it's mostly just us, you know, shouting profanity at the character. Like, are you stupid? And <laughs> that's been my whole thing with Jake. It's like, he's so in the middle, it's aggravating. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's to the point where I either want you to get caught or I want you to get better at this. Like, it's so frustrating. Yeah. Like, pick a side. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he's, he's extra frustrating in this episode because he, he still wants to believe he's not a bad guy. Yeah. But, I mean, during his conversations with Lexi, like, it's, it's very clear you are the bad guy. Yeah. You did a bad thing. When, as bad as everyone else is, you're also bad. When, when what she's saying is correct is a problem. 
doesn't that piss you off yeah. when Lexi says things and you have to agree? You're like, yeah, you're right. Oh, no, I hate you. I yeah. hate myself in this moment. Yeah. So he, his character did, you know, the predictable route. He made you frustrated and you don't like him anymore. Just like every character. Mm-hmm. They tried to make you like Lexi real hard in this episode. Yeah. They didn't make her say anything too over the top. They made her very sympathetic. And guess who doesn't care? This guy. <laughs> I'm pointing at myself, people. Because I don't care about it. Yeah. I won't forget what she did. I'm not going to brush off that Halloween costume. Unforgivable. I don't... I believe her character can do a 180. But the way they're setting it up, I just don't believe she's, it. I just don't She's the it. next bride of Chucky. I'm telling you. Yeah. We're going to end the series... Oh man, I'm gonna make this prediction. If I'm right, everyone's gonna be like, "Yeah, he watched ahead. He's crazy." She's gonna literally be the next bride of Chucky. She's gonna be in a doll and like take over from there. I believe it. I believe she mm-hmm. can. I believe she'll transfer her soul into a doll or something. Yeah, or or like be forced to do it. Like Chucky will transfer her soul into a doll. <laughs> That's cool. If just like <laughs> Chucky's run running around with like a voodoo spell. And like, yeah, it's just in his back pocket. He's like, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to transfer your soul to, <laughs> to a doll. I have to assume that's how his wife got like that. Cause I don't remember how she got into a doll or his girlfriend. I want to say it was willingly. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. We'll I eventually mean, watch those movies. And... Yeah. It's, we, we started watching it. We're, we vaguely remember the first one. You have more experience with Chucky. Obviously Chucky's a legend in the in this genre yeah but he uh i want to say in one of them because like i know i've seen a bunch of them i cannot for the life of me remember anything about them i know <laughs> i've seen them though um i remember the seed of chucky like i've mentioned before and the bride of chucky i know one of them involved him but it was like at a like an army youth camp or something like that <laughs> or it was just like a, a stay away camp that prepped you to be part of the army and I was like, what a setting to put him in. That's crazy. I feel like, unless I dream that, I think that's what one of the sequels is. I'm sure. Actually, that ties into some stuff that we can get into later. Um, okay. Not, not that like it ties in, but it, you're, that statement started connecting some dots for me. Mm, okay. Uh, so okay, where are cool. we? So Lexi confronts Jake. She tells him off. She tells him to, to mm-hmm. stay away from her. Which is fair, right? They shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Jake got a glance of everybody, right? He got a glance at Devin Junior. They're all hospitalized. Junior. Uh, his parents are there. Uh, yeah. We see his, the reactions his... of um, Oliver's family. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. Yeah. To learn that their son died. That sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of an understatement. Yeah. Yeah, Son son died. Sucks, man. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. (laughs) Uh, I'm just glad it's a show, right? (laughs) Yeah, no. No. I mean, the actor's fine, guys. He's fine. You have to detach yourself from these type of slasher things. It's (laughs) not real. If it was real, it'd be horrible. Because it's in a slasher setting... It's fine. We're not sociopaths, people. It's fine. We're not rooting for real people's death. <laughs> That's, yeah. 
there's a difference between actors and uh characters you ever try to like defend your love of horror films to people who just don't get it they're like no you're watching murder you sicko like it's not because i like murders guys it's we could do an entire podcast on just that statement alone yeah (laughs) i got like why horror is fine to enjoy and it's not like a weird thing to like you don't you're not a sicko dude it's just like they don't listen <laughs> yeah I i'm know. telling them like my reasons and they're just like really like that's what you have to say it's like mm-hmm. it's fake <laughs> it's a <laughs> movie <laughs> yeah it's not like i'm watching infinity war and i'm like yeah <laughs> everyone on earth is dead i love this like it's no like you can still watch that movie and be like Thanos is sick yeah. and not root for him or the movie the joker yeah. Although I think those people would have the same argument. Yeah, that movie's sick. He's disgusting. Why would you like that movie? That's funny. It's like watching. It's like not knowing you're watching um, the Charles Manson documentary and rooting for Charles Manson. <laughs> <laughs> now that's bad. <laughs> that's different. You know those like mock, not mockumentaries, like those documentaries, but they get like Chris, uh, um, uh, Chris. No, it's Zach Efron. Pines. Zach Efron. Oh, Chris. Okay. One of those guys. Those sexy ass dudes. <laughs> he played one of the notorious serial killers, but yeah. I don't really know their names. <laughs> I, I'm into fake serial killers, not real ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like that. Like, imagine, like, yeah, man, I, I could see how it's like, dude, that's real. Like, there's a documentary. It's like, oh, yeah. that sucks. Don't support that one. <laughs> but you know, I, somebody I, who's into um, serial killers and all that stuff, or at least police work. Devin. Devin. And he gets a visit mm-hmm. from his mother. Yes, he does. When Jake's walking around, I do note he's the only one who caught Jake's eye and had a little smiling moment. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little like... head nod. <laughs> Jake flips his hair a little and left. Jake using a tragedy to turn his turn that charm on. Good for him. Yeah. Jake Jake's able to hit on Devin. He's not being torn up enough about the murder he caused (laughs) so um Devin his mom had a conversation she didn't know he went to the party so for her to find out this way sucks he doesn't mean Mm -hmm. to worry her but he's you know still like like I want to go out and have fun you can't have the hammer on me so tight and she's pretty much like well I have the hammer on so tight because look what happened (laughs) They didn't yeah, really say a, it, but that was a bad time to have that argument. No, you're right. You're <laughs> right. He's like, she's making that argument. He's making that argument, like, oh man, you just like, you can't monitor my life so much. He's like, all right, boy, in a hospital bed right now. Like, <laughs> what do you mean I can't monitor your life? You're not going anywhere ever again. <laughs> and, uh, you know, even though they're having the argument, Detective Ken still decides to have that conversation about Jake. Uh, was he there? No, he wasn't there. He wouldn't start a fire. Okay, but was the dog Chucky there? Yeah, that's weird. Why are you asking that? No, just wondering. Like, did he? Like, he's like, oh, he gave it to, to Lexi's sister Carolyn. And she's like, okay. And I'm a little more on her side now. Like, she's 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 on the roll. She gets it. Yeah. Um. She's understanding that. Um. That there's that that doll has been in more crime scenes than Jake, and there's something up with that. 
and I'm I'm knowing her, she probably did her research and it's just like, okay, I think I know what's going on. And I doubt she's like, it's a voodoo uh reincarnation of the notorious serial killer. She might have looked it up and saw like death relating to good guy dolls and be like, This is a copycat killer, or maybe it's like the same killer and he's resurgent. You know. She's yeah. open to that theory really quickly. Maybe something happened to her where she's aware mm. of what happened. Maybe she knows Chucky. Maybe that's why she became a cop. That would be very interesting. It's the same but town. She... It's the same town. There's bound to be something, right? Hmm. She did seem rather surprised to hear Chucky's description from the Halloween lady who got, you know, the bad app. Yeah. There's, so maybe there's... just that scene alone makes me like, I don't know if she knew Chucky because she seemed a little too shocked by that. Some, yeah. Some, it's her lack of uh, disbelief that has me thinking mm-hmm. something's up. Uh, it's a she, good theory. I like that theory. She did, um, she did question Jake about the, uh, the doll was in the closet and now it's in your room or whatever. And Jake mm-hmm. is like, yeah, 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 I took it, I took it. She's like, okay. Are you sure about that? If you yeah. tell me the truth, maybe I can get on board with my crazy dolls possessed theory. Yeah, I think she but knows. Keep lying. She, she might knows. know. Yeah. That's a good theory. I, I'm, a, I'm on board now. I'm <laughs> on board. I feel like it's out there, but I feel like she knows the doll. And, Lexi's uh, gonna, Lexi made a deal with Chucky. Lexi's going to become the bride of Chucky. And she, the cop lady knows about Chucky. Which These means, theories will become true. Which means the cop lady is going to die. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in the show is going to die. Except for Lexi, who's going to get reincarnated. Into a doll. Yeah. Because uh, Carolyn may be the genius, but Lexi's a sociopath. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they have that conversation. Oh. Um... We don't get that parent. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Carolyn is in the room. She's on so many monitors. Just a heartbreaking scene to see your daughter go through that. The parents. She's on ventilators, which yeah, it's a lot of people really hard right now, given the state of the world. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about fake stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Doctors need to do their stuff, and sometimes the parents would just get in the way. So they ask them, just you know, just. We'll get you. We'll get you when we're done. Okay. So they walk mm-hmm. out. Give. They don't even acknowledge Lexi. They keep walking out. Lexi looks like she's having an anxiety attack. She she just says fuck it. She gets up, goes towards her parents, and she's like, like, um, wh- what did they say about Carolyn? And they're like, oh no, you fucking care about Carolyn? And mm-hmm. they let her have it, you know. <laughs> They're they're doing some parenting is not the greatest, but something's going on here. Uh, now you care about Carolyn. You had the party behind her back. You let the house get on fire. She's like, I didn't let the house get on fire. Like, Oliver's dead. You understand yeah. that? Like you brought people in. If you didn't have Oliver and those kids over, that would have like. <laughs> it's it's they're getting put in their place because. 
they let Lexi do whatever she wants. Yeah. And the point the, that he's making is just like, hey, if you did some parenting and you didn't just neglect your no, kids all not, the time. Not that part yet. We're I'm sorry. That's what I was thinking of. What were you describing? Lexi confronting her parents and her getting chewed out by her parents. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, what, she deserved that too. <laughs> what you said is correct. You know, the the mm-hmm. end I don't know, the ends doesn't justify the means or whatever, all that shit. Um but she definitely was getting chewed out by her parents. If she didn't have the party, all of her would be still alive, and that's the end mm-hmm. of that statement. That part was one of many where they're trying to make you feel bad for Lexi. Where yeah. it's just like, Hey, it wasn't really her fault. You yeah. know, she was having a nice, very tame mm-hmm. rebellious teen party. As rebellious teen parties go, she didn't like destroy the house and bring kegs in and mm-hmm. throw all your neighbors into a fit because she had a big party with noise. She put on headphones and they were all dancing. I mean, not a big deal. And she said, um, That's at least what she planned was not a big deal. Yeah, she what sh- happened was a big deal. She tried to explain Jake. She brought up Jake's name and they're like, Jake wasn't even there. Like, wh- what are you trying to say? Haven't you done enough to that boy? <laughs> yeah. Because they actually saw the video of her being a horrible person. Yeah, it's true. So that doesn't help. And in their defense, if you saw that video, you might feel like a failure of a parent yeah. and that your kid is like worthless because that, that's a horrible thing to do. Yeah. And the icing on the cake is that their house is a historical landmark and it's burned. Yep. A historical landmark to the city, but like... They probably, her being the mayor, probably made it a historical landmark. Yeah. Maybe. But, uh, so yeah. So that happens. I think next, uh, everything took place in the hospital, so there's a lot of jumping around. So it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to recap. But I think next is Jake and Devin. They have that heart to heart. Um, uh, <laughs> Devin was like, even though we, uh, <laughs> even though we, um, the house got burned and we're all in the hospital, I was, I was still sad I didn't see you at the party. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Devin's really like throwing in those moves. He's like, I don't care what's going on. Yeah. You like my sexy smoke voice? Yeah. And Jake's eating it up. He's like, yeah, I do. He's like blushing, putting, really his, nice. putting his cheek into his shoulder, all that shit. Oh. Mm-hmm. Feeling no guilt. <laughs> now when Devin's around, when Devin's talking to him, he just like all that shit's gone out the window. He put Kevin in the hospital, and I Kevin Devin in the hospital. <laughs> he feels nothing. Was it um? But it's still cute. You're right. It's still cute. So, but Devin spills the beans. It's like, hey, careful with my mom. She wants to talk to you. She. She keeps asking about, like, she's going to interrogate you for sure. And I think, yeah, he, uh, he, that's the cat out of the bag that, that, um, Oliver was stabbed. She's asking, yeah, that he was stabbed. And she also tells him that he's asking about the doll. Yeah. And those two <laughs> things are, like, setting him off like fuck. Mm-hmm. Giving him major anxiety. Yeah. So he's, he's out there. And then we cut to the Wheelers, Auntie Bree, and Uncle Logan. Mm-hmm. And they, 
And you see in the background Detective Kim. But we get a we get a little confrontation between the Wheelers and Lexi's parents. Mm-hmm. The cross. Now this is what where I thought we were talking about a little earlier, but this is I've been waiting for that a long time. Um, big mysteries here, big revelations here. So. They start the scene with, I think his name is Lucas, right? No, is that the brother? They started with Logan. the father. Logan, Logan right? He's the uncle. Lucas correct. is Jake's dad. Correct, correct, correct. So we're there with Logan. Now, Logan is behaving very similar to Lucas in this moment. <laughs> He's having a lot of anger issues. He's trying to get his coffee from the dumb machine in the hospital that never works. All the hospitals have the same coffee machine that doesn't work, and he's trying to play with his and punching it and doing all sorts of things. Um, Mrs. Logan, because I don't know her name, is approaching him, and she's just like, look, Oliver's dead. Um, We had to see his parents deal with that. Makes you think, you know, life is too short to pretend that everything's okay. So obviously there's something going on with her. Um, it could be that she's cheating or it could be something else. There's some mystery involving that mom that we're just not really privy to at the moment. One of many mysteries that I hope they pay off and they're not just throwing mysteries at the wall and seeing what sticks and not answering anything. Yeah. Um, but he's get frust- he gets frustrated. He's like, ah, I don't want to talk about this. Like He's just slamming the coffee machine, getting more aggro. <laughs> and, and, when, and when she's like... Auntie Bree reacts to it, and he's like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. that's a normal reaction to the coffee machine not working. Everybody does it. And, like, mm-hmm. I felt that. <laughs> I really did. I'm just like, I'm like, he has a point when, mm-hmm. the, when the coffee machine doesn't work and it's not giving you what you want, you hit it. <laughs> like, you just got to. And, I don't have anger problems. And obviously, he's going to be angry, and it's justified because he's found his son in the ICU, right? He's not happy mm-hmm. with, with what's going on. Mm-hmm. So he's like, what? And I'm just like, yeah, I get it. I get it. He can express a little rage. Mm-hmm. So, meanwhile, the mayor and her husband are walking by. Um, and Auntie Bree is nice enough to stop them and say, hey, How's your daughter doing? Is she doing any better? How's Caroline? I think is what they said. Yeah. So, and, but that that did not come without a comment from the mayor. Mm. She said, "Uh, something like, oh, glad to see you, friends, or some shit like that." Yeah, something passive aggressive. <laughs> but Bree was the bigger person. Yeah. It's like, hey, how's your mm. daughter? And you said you could see like, okay. They let the guard down. It's like, okay, yeah, she's trying to be nice. This is a big situation. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, she, she's in there. She's hanging in there. And then Auntie Bree's like, she's a tough little girl. She'll get through this. And the crosses are like, thank you. She is. How's Junior? And the dad is like, not so good. And he's getting real mad again. He's remembering that he didn't get his damn coffee. <laughs> his rage is flaring up. And he's like, hey, um, 
I'm not going to be able to run. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I say I? I mean, my son's not going to be able to run again <laughs> for a whole month because he inhaled some smoke. All right. And no, I'm not going to think about in retrospect, one of the other kids died and having a month off from running is not a big deal. I'm furious right now. The dad was super mad. Um, I guess he could be mad uh, at the situation, but he just felt a little more mad than he should have been in that moment. He was feeling like Lucas to me. <laughs> the coffee thing I could understand, but right now he's a little too mad. Was it the? Yeah, he sounded drunk. <laughs> he did, right? He sounded like an angry drunk. Yeah, I feel like they're like, "All right, uh, could you do another take? <laughs> uh, you're not playing Lucas anymore. You're playing Logan." He's like, oh, "I forgot. I'm sorry about that. That's so method. I'm yeah. drunk right now. He can only play one type of anger. <laughs> drunk man, not so good." <laughs> Ugh. My but boy. then he says, he says some things that these parents needed to hear. Yeah. They go back and forth sniping at each other. Mm. But Logan says, this whole thing happened because you let Lexi do whatever the hell she wants. All right. Yeah. Your negligence caused this whole situation, which is not wrong. Their negligence as parents created the monster that is Lexi. That has driven a lot of this. I mean, other than Chucky, she's the driving force of all the bad things happening. Yeah, and it's... Uh, the crosses were like, well, they're not saying that Junior did anything. Mm-hmm. But they're like, well, you ever stop to think why Junior came to that party? Maybe he needed to unwind because you're so... You're putting too much stress on him. And then, in true Logan fashion, he's like, stress? What stress? Yeah, and they insinuate heavily, which is probably the case, um, what they're insinuating, that Logan doesn't want to do what he's doing. His dad's just putting too much pressure on him to be exactly what he wants him to be, which is true. That's 100% true. And then, you know... You can see it in his eyes. Hmm? Both sides go too far, and what they're saying, there's a lot of back and forth. Anthony Brew tries to calm it down. Detective Kim has to step in. No one gives a fuck. Mm-hmm. Finally, Nathan gets in front of the mayor and was like, hey, don't talk to my wife that way. <laughs> and Logan's like, who look who finally showed up? I can finally mm-hmm. take out my anger physically. And a couple words were exchanged and he punches him in the face. And that's when Detective Kim was like, hey, shut the fuck up. Y'all need to right. stop. I like how they were both like, we both want to press charges. And she put a stop to that shit right no. there. No. No, I saw the whole fucking thing. <laughs> was it? I also um, want to point out that the mayor pointed at her, and she's and she's like, maybe it was hit her creepy ass son. All right, nobody should like crime that much. She was <laughs> just biting anybody nearby. Yeah, it's true. the The mayor mm-hmm. just was throwing anybody under the bus. But was that nurse over there? She has shifty eyes. Just anybody in the room. Maybe the doll did it. Who knows? <laughs> there you go. You're onto something. <laughs> the Detective Kim didn't fall for that shit. She's mm-hmm. like, hey, um, Oliver died before the fire. It was ruled a homicide by stabbing. Y'all need to shut the fuck up and get ready for some questioning. You and your kids. Peace. And she dropped the mic and walked off. She looked around the room. She's like, that's how you stop an argument. <laughs> Give me a better, bigger problem to deal with. Yeah, she was walking off. Uh, so we're back. We got 
Did we and, talk about earlier what Lexi and Jake said to each other when they yeah. found each other? Yeah. Okay. All right. Just the fact that that although Lexi's a bitch, he uh the fact that Jake put the whole thing in motion is his fault. Yeah. So basically. it but now Lexi realizes that there's only one way she can handle this, and that's with Jake. So she confronts him. She's like, look, you suck, but <laughs> <laughs> we need to do this, and no one's going to believe me. You're correct. No one's going to believe me, which is what he said earlier. He said everybody who said that the doll killed somebody was either put away or got put away by, like, Chucky killing him. Some shit like that. Mm-hmm. He said a slicker line. They're either politics. dead or put away yeah. into jail. Something like that. So, and she realizes it. She's like, look, yeah. Um, uh, we, I have no choice. I have to work with you. So, what would we do? And no one is asking the question, how'd you get out? She has said it. She said, I don't want to spend the rest of my life with some toy trying to kill me. She said mm-hmm. that they had that face-to-face confrontation. He said her name. I mean, he said Jake's name. And we just don't know what happened next. <laughs> Something. I think when they were confronting each other the first time, Jake's like, oh my God, you're here, like in surprise. Almost like a question, but it wasn't quite one. Like nobody's asking the right questions in the show right now. Yeah. The only one who's asking the right questions is, you know, the detective. <laughs> yeah. Um so Jake says pretty much we gotta go find him. We have to figure this out and we have to stop him. So mm-hmm. they're super down for that. Uh which in retrospect is the stupidest idea. Cause it's like, oh, we need to look through the wreckage for some clues. And the like, house. It's been a long time. Why would he still be there? Yeah. Something something I was mean, off about that. There's a lot of things off about this because I think there was like hints of little scurrying feet around the hospital at this time. Yes. We got one earlier. We got uh and we'll talk about it now. Mm-hmm. The we're jumping all over the place. I don't remember exactly in order. It's fine. Yeah. We do get a scene with Junior and his parents. He's yeah. gonna get a an um a camera put down his throat uh into his lungs to see what's going on in there. Mm-hmm. Um, they get that confrontation. <laughs> that that conversation. <laughs> Sorry, not confrontation. Uh, where every conversation with Logan is a confrontation. Yeah, Logan was like, "Hey, do do you like cross country? Do you not like cross country? No, no, I I like it." No, I, he's I, like, I, I "You like, can oh. tell me." As he opens his eyes real big <laughs> and grabs his shoulder even harder, he's like, "You, you love me. it, right?" He's <laughs> like, "You can tell me if you don't love it," and he's like, "No, I love it." No, he's like, no, no, no. It's, it's like, I need you to say it, that you love it. I just, <clears throat> I wish I had the sound effects of like a, a glass with ice for like the bourbon <laughs> mm. <laughs> or the whiskey. Um, And yeah, 
of course, fucking Junior is going to be like, yeah, I like cross country. Good, good, awesome. We're on the same page. Awesome. Beautiful. Uh, well, they're going to they're gonna figure this out, and we love you. Bye. <laughs> so they inject him with some... Uh, with some drug to knock him out so they could put the the camera down his lungs. J- uh, Junior starts singing, "We got the beat, we got <laughs> the beat, we got the beat." Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in his drunken state, he sees his parents leave, and he sees a little doll scurry off. Hmm. Yeah. And this is right after Lexi and Jake go off to leave. So presumably Chucky's in the hospital just running around, right? Yeah. Hmm. So they're at the house. It's being investigated. Lots of police lines. Police walking about. They hold off a little bit. Come back towards the, <laughs> towards the, the nighttime when it's fucking dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or darker. And they walk around. We get that conversation. Yeah, we get a conversation between Lexi and Jake. Uh, Lexi. Like, there's some funny moments where they both grab a weapon and Lexi's like, oh, we got to check my room. And there's just like a pause between the both of them. And then she's like, well, aren't you going to check? Aren't you going to go first? And he's like, I don't know where your room is. You don't invite me anywhere. <laughs> and then also, she's like, you live in a you live in a mansion <laughs> with like eighty five rooms. Why would I know where your room is? <laughs> and then she's like, You go. I'll give you directions. They're like, fine. And then they're walking up the stairs, a bunch of wooden stairs. So a lot of creaking. We don't know where it's coming from. Is it inside the house? Is Chucky running around? Is it after the after effects of a fire? We don't know the the conversation they're having as they're like tiptoeing up the stairs real slow is very frustrating <laughs> so the conversation they're having is just like her judging him still for i mean i guess you can he tried to kill you but it's her judging him for sick and chucky on her she's like i can't believe you wanted me actually dead um before they started going up the stairs she also saw him take some medication for anxiety and oh, depression yeah. um and she seemed to relate to that a bit she felt like a little like finally felt a little shred of sympathy for him, mm-hmm. at least seemingly written on her face. So as they're walking up, she's just like, I can't believe you wanted to actually kill me. Like, why did you get to that place? Why did you just say something? And he's like, I didn't think it would make a difference. And she's like, what do you mean? You can't just, you know, kill somebody. What did I do that was so bad? Yeah. And he's like, you dressed up as my dead dad who died like last week and embarrass me in front of everyone by reenacting his death and she's like yeah whatever it's not that bad all right you don't kill somebody over that (laughs) and i'm just like i mean you shouldn't there's never a good reason to kill somebody but that's a real good reason to be mad all right like (laughs) that if as far as reasons for being mad go that's a good one and since he has depression and all that it's just a bad mixture you know yeah. Yeah, he even tried to say this, that he's like, I don't know when the last time I was happy, and she's like, Yeah, join the club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, which 
it's probably true it's just hard to feel sympathy for her because she's so horrible yeah and this is the part where i just what jumpy said last episode just really stuck to me Mm -hmm. um she was just like oh you could have just talked to me Mm -hmm. i'm like nah you know for a fact that you don't give a shit that's as no fucking that that is not even a like if she had an ounce of self-reflection and actually was going through those steps of self-reflection she would have caught them like okay maybe i'm not an easy person to talk to about this but the fact that she threw that line out there i'm like nah (laughs) something's up there like she's she's gotta go yeah so something's up there she's not in the this is not real you know Mm -hmm. Uh, something so suspicious is going on under the surface it's it's so captivating i need to see where this is going yeah something so weird about her right now so so jake says the line because because lexi said boy you're just gonna turn into a killer kill people for this and he's like no i'm not gonna kill people i wanted you dead i wanted to kill you you understand that and uh he's like you put me through hell you made me feel like shit for god knows how many years i just wanted you gone and as he's talking to her she backs up um the the staircase mm-hmm. uh she fell behind that he grabbed her just in time and that's when we get a reveal of chucky but not just any chucky we got a two-faced chucky yeah <laughs> good way to describe him half his he body is like burned chucky two-face over here yeah so Chucky's revealed at the bottom of the stairs with his little butcher's knife and he's like ah, 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 ah. and he's like this is it Jake this is that perfect moment we've been talking about all you gotta do is let her go let her fall down and I'll do the rest Jake it's gonna be perfect <laughs> and Jake is struggling to keep you know any ounce of sympathy for Lexi within his body because this is very tempting for him. <laughs> He's struggling with this. He's already a murderer. Let's all keep that very clear. And, mm. you know, there's no doubt about that. Even if Jake doesn't think he's a murderer, he's a murderer. He murdered all of us. Um, so Jake's wrestling with, am I going to drop her? Am I not? Chucky's being the devil on his shoulder. There's no angel seemingly around there. So, you know, we're not sure if he's going to do it. But ultimately, he decides, I am not a killer like you, except for Oliver. And he pulls her up and decides to be in the light, seemingly redeeming himself in the eyes of Lexi because she seems to lighten up on him after this. Mm. Mm-hmm. So Chucky's pissed off. He's like, yeah, you bastard. And he's going to, like, I thought he was going to scurry up the stairs. That's in this moment that a cop suddenly appears on the scene and he's like, who's around here? And Chucky does the whole Toy Story thing where he goes limp and pretends he wasn't moving. <laughs> and Lexi gets the cop's attention. I thought they were going to hide out, but Lexi's like, I'm over here. This is my house. What's up? And he's like, I don't care whose house it is. This is a crime scene. All right. I'm a cop. Yeah. And I like donuts. Okay. It's true. And he sees the doll and he's like, this is disgusting. But you know who's asking for this? Your mom. 
I'm bringing this over. So seemingly he he was there to pick up the doll for the mom, right? Like, isn't that weird? That is weird. I think they asked for it, and he killed two birds with one stone because he was there. Mm-hmm. But he needed to get him out of there because it's a crime scene. It's not a safe place. So he's driving him back to the hospital. Oh, I found the doll that they're asking. Let me do that too. Mm-hmm. And I love Lexi's line. They're like, no, don't take the doll. And she's like, yeah, he doesn't fuck around. <laughs> He's going to fuck you up. Yeah. Uh, but they're back at the hospital. Um, they're in the police car in the back. I thought Locked in, by the way. I thought they're going to drive there and then Chucky was going to kill him in the car. And they were just stuck there. <laughs> but I don't know why that didn't happen. Maybe Chucky's like, I don't feel like walking back to the hospital after I scurried away. You know, walking back to the mansion from the hospital. It's a long walk. <laughs> I, don't, I ain't doing that again. Yeah. So, so Chucky, Chucky didn't do anything. He was just there. Uh, the off, uh, officer, Peyton, I think, takes mm-hmm. him, starts taking him towards Le- uh, Carolyn. Lexi and Jake are like, no, we got to go after him. They start running. But then Detective Kibb comes. He's like, I got to talk to you. And then Lexi's like, no, no, I need, like, we need him right now. But Jake was like, go deal with that. I'll deal with this. So they split up. Uh, let's see what happens next. Um, so the, they split up. Lexi, Lexi says before she goes, thanks for not letting go. Yeah. So she seemingly is like, you know, on team Jake now. All of a sudden she likes him. Yeah. They're <laughs> friends. Which, uh, I don't know. Like I don't know how I feel the, about that. The, the the title of the episode is just let her go. It's yeah. it's, it's such a foreshadow for me. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's just let go. So let go of all those negative emotions, you know. Lexi's you don't hate Lexi anymore. We like her now, right? You're right. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. Um she's she seemingly <laughs> let go of her feelings about Jake and now they're friends. I straight up added her in that whole fucking thing. <laughs> I said, just let her go. Wow. Okay. Wish, wishful thinking right there. Yeah. The, the episode title is Just Let Go, everybody. Don't listen to Rip. It is indeed. So, what happens after this point? We get uh, the officer. Is it Officer Peyton? Yeah, Detective Peyton. He. <laughs> Is having the same issues that Uncle Logan had. He can't get the coffee machine to work. He's angry. He's hitting it. We get side by side of of um of what's going on with uh, of him hitting it, the machine, and then a close up of Chucky and back back and forth. We see yes. Um. So you know what? I lost it. Keep going. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, sorry. Lexi walks by. She just walks by Detective Peyton and Chucky. Just goes straight to Carolyn's room because she has she's super focused. She asked the nurse if um if anything like if anybody came to drop a doll, they said no. Mm. So she's like, "Well, I'm just gonna wait here until somebody comes." And what was it? She eventually gets approached by Devin. 
mm. who scares the shit out of her. <laughs> um, and I would like to say that I know Alexi's on a mission, but at no mm-hmm. point does she go to see Junior. Yeah, no one gives a <laughs> shit about Junior. Only his parents for a minute. Maybe he's still knocked out from his like procedure. Man, I don't even think she knows he had a procedure. But she definitely mm-hmm. didn't go to visit him. Nobody gives a fuck about Junior. <laughs> so Devin, Devin inter- um, catches her attention, right? He he knows he's looking for Jake. Uh, she says that his mom has him, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Fuck." <laughs> um, he needs to look for him because he just learned something about the doll, which was in an earlier scene. Um, Devin googled Chucky good guy doll homicide, which mm-hmm. got him all the <laughs> information he needs. And speaking of all the information he gathered about Chucky's past, should we just blow through every past scene right now? And yes, just I mention f- it. Fucking Let's just get this. past it. Let's just get I past fucking, it. All right. <laughs> in fact, next episode, let's just start with it because I fucking yeah. hate these origin scenes, dude. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Chucky is 21 and he killed some lady in an ice cream parlor. Whatever. Moving on. <laughs> That's going to be it. So in this one, I like how it starts. He's reading. He's uh, Chucky's in the past an orphanage. And he's reading Peter Pan to the other orphan boys. He's a little bit older than them. He looks like he's a teen and they're like you know elementary school kids. And he's reading a part of Peter Pan that I've read before. And I love that it's here because I, I was just... When I read it, I was like, this is so messed up and nobody talks about it. There's a portion in Peter Pan where it's it's revealed that Peter thins the numbers of the Lost Boys by, like, killing them when they get too old. Hmm. So if, once they start to age out from being boys, they're not, like, immortal like him and stay young forever. They actually grow. He just kills them. And most of the pirates are probably just some of the Lost Boys who got away and yeah. didn't want to die. That's that's the big conspiracy theory about that. That Captain Hook mm-hmm. is a former Lost Boy, and he well, I, I don't know if they ever explain it, but he probably has the hook because when Peter uh, Peter Pan tried to kill him, he cut his arm off. Probably. Who knows? Who knows? And also, I mean, he, they didn't say in this show, but in the book, Peter Pan, like the boys, uh, you know, Wendy's brothers. Michael and all that, they they murdered some pirates. Like those little mm. five year old boys killed people and then went back home to England. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he's reading that st- part of the story, which is messed up to the kids. And the leader of the orphanage, I don't know what to call her, but like she just steps out and she's like, You're so good with kids, Charles. And he just smiles and, you know, winks at the camera because he's reading a really gross part about killing teens which is his thing yeah <laughs> um and then in this whole flashback sequence uh it's just him at the orphanage he's going from room to room he encounters this janitor who's unnecessarily aggressive toward chucky chucky like messes up the floor um by accident seemingly by accident he like steps where he was mopping and creates like some mud and the janitor gets pissed off, wets his shoes, and, you know, he's like, ooh, sorry, because that's all Ch- Chucky had to say when he messed up the floors, which is, you know, not something you do to a murderer. You don't piss him <laughs> off like that. 
especially when he was trying to be like earnest. He wasn't even trying to piss him off. Yeah. So that was pretty much the death sentence for that janitor. Um, it's revealed later on. Uh, Chucky's walking through the forest with the Lost Boys behind him because they're playing Peter Pan. And it becomes Stand By Me by Stephen King because they, <laughs> they walk through the forest and they find this dead body. And the dead body is actually the body of the janitor who pissed him off. Mm-hmm. And he cut off his hand and replaced it with a hook. And he's like, look, we found Captain Hook. We got him, boys. And the other kids, like most of the kids, there's three of them. Two of them are screaming and running away like normal children. One is engrossed by the scene and is poking at the dead body's maggots. Gross. And Charles looks at him and says the same thing that his serial killer mentor said to him, where he's like, you got guts, kid. Hmm. And, you know, there's a big police investigation in the past. And Charles is leaving, obviously, because he doesn't want to get caught. Mm-hmm. So before he goes, he gives the lost boy who was into it a box, a special present. He says, swear you won't tell anybody. He's like, cross my heart, hope to die. And the present he gave him was a hand, mm-hmm. the hand of the janitor that he cut off to replace with a hook. <laughs> and they say the character's name right away, uh, the orphanage caretaker lady, because um, Charles leaves and escapes. And she sees that this lost boy is still awake. And she says his full name, Andy Cabot or something like that. Caputo. Caputo. Who is Eddie Caputo, one of one of Chucky's like gangster mob friends from when he was alive. Uh, and I think he there's like a storyline where he is part of his crew, but he betrayed Chucky moments before his death along with one of the other gang members but i don't remember the details i just know his name's important because you know they said it verbatim they don't usually do that yeah uh and that's the end of the flashbacks we're over got past that so this was like 1972 and i do believe detective kim is aware of everything that's going on Mm-hmm. I do believe she knows Chucky. She knows the dolls. Um, part of it, I think she's questioning whether or not Jake is part of it. Uh, would it be far-fetched to say that she was one of the orphans? Mm. No, it wouldn't. But then why would she be suspicious of a Chucky doll? Maybe she followed Charles Lee Ray. True. Maybe. Okay, well, how how old do you think Detective Kim is? She has a 13-year-old boy. This is set in 2021. It doesn't add up. I don't think. Right. She'd have I to almost be... wanted to be like, maybe she was one of the officers that gunned down Chucky. But that doesn't add up either because he was gunned down in like 88 or something and she's a little too young for that. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? Who knows the connection? It might be revealed later on. I hope so. So many mysteries, which is why this is getting good. There's so many good mysteries set up. But the true testament to a good show is paying off mysteries. So we'll see if the show accomplishes that. If they pay off like 75% of these mysteries, I'll be happy. 
because you can't ask for 100 percent. they can't flesh out everything <laughs> yeah that's how you open up for season two right mm-hmm. so that devin devin explains all this to well, he didn't explain all of that, but that was just the word or more of the origin story. But mm-hmm. Devin was explaining about Chucky. He f- was resistant at first because yep. he didn't think Lexi would understand. Lexi is like, try me, trust me, I'll believe you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, okay, we need to figure this shit out. And then they go off somewhere. Mm-hmm. And at this point, when when they go off, the detective comes in and he goes into Carolyn's room with Chucky. And he is immediately distracted by donuts and brownies and all the chocolate. This show is not being nice to cops right now. <laughs> Playing he, in those stereotypes. He turns around and Chucky picks up a scalpel, throws it into the spinal cord of Detective Peyton. Detective Peyton dramatically <laughs> I've never been hit in the spine with a scalpel, so I, I can't tell you. But he mm-hmm. definitely shouldn't have landed on his back. But he did. And he was completely paralyzed. Which let Chucky reveal himself to the detective. Let him know that he's alive. And he's going to kill him. And he makes the little quip. He's like, ever since I saw your fucking face, I knew I had to kill you. Looks in the mirror, sees his half-melted face. And is like, I shouldn't be the one talking. Should I? But uh, what he says is like, maybe I'm projecting. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he grabs some needles, stabs him, grabs more needles, and just mm-hmm. does a... <laughs> just goes back and forth hitting him with like what four needles each in each hand yeah some mystery fluid because we have no idea what's in there but it's enough to make the dude bleed out of his eyes nails I'm hoping it was morphine <laughs> but he's dead for sure yeah mm-hmm. Cut. I didn't know you could do that through the nails <laughs> yeah you can it makes sense right you've ever had like those red nails where you just yeah. like yeah just never thought of it. It's so strange. Yeah. Never th- thought of like your nail beds as like an open orifice. You know, like it's yeah. strange. Yeah. I guess the nails block it. I don't know. Mm. Uh, some point we cut to uh, Detective Kim and Jake having that conversation, that long overdue conversation, and she's grilling him. She wants him to confess to something. And at first, we thought it was for him to confess to everything that's going on. And one of the best things that she said was like, hey, you have no alibi. (laughs) Yeah, somebody pointed it out. It's just like, yeah, you don't, Jake. Why don't you hang out with anybody? (laughs) Go hang out with Logan if you need to. Get an alibi. Yeah. It's not even a good one because it's like a parent. But somebody, have somebody know where you are. Yeah. So uh she she puts down the recorder and she starts trying to get him to to talk about everything. Like what about your dad? Was that an accident? Did he hit you? 
was on purpose and then mm-hmm. he keeps his mouth shut and uh then she says something weird she's like talk to me about chucky though tell me was it him is he doing the killings tell me about it and jake is conflicted he knows that um if he mentions it she might be like you're crazy you're going to jail but something about it makes him want to confess Mm-hmm. He also suffers from anxiety and depression, so maybe the um, interrogation's kind of getting to him. Yeah. So we're about to get a confession, but a certain miniature size someone mm-hmm. was able to reach a plug and pull it from Carolyn's room. Really messed up. Did not think he would attack Carolyn. So Everybody rushes to that room. Mm-hmm. And Detective Kim, no, yeah, Detective Kim says, the best thing you can do for your sister, because Lexi's there, she's like, the best thing you can do for your sister is let the doctors do your job. Good advice. So they're scrambling. One awesome nurse noticed the, the, the plug is unplugged, plugs it back in. They're trying to get everything back to normal. And that's when that same nurse noticed there's a lot of blood on the floor. She leans over and sees a dead doctor, the detective, with a bunch of needles in his chest. Is this the same detective who was suspicious of Jake? Yeah. I never put that together until this (laughs) very moment. (laughs) That's why Chucky was like, yeah, I I knew since the first I met you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um... So everybody's freaking out. There's a dead body. Prompts Detective Kim to run into the room. There's they're zooming out, but focusing on Lexi, Jake, and Devin. They're there together, watching the scene. But that's when Jake notices that Chucky's there, and he sees this perfect opportunity to just look up and move his hands, and he's looking right at. The three children. Jake nudges Alexi. She looks up. She sees Chucky. Devin's aware, sees that this doll is moving on his own. And not just in any movement, he is forcibly making his hands give the bird. And he flicks Mm -hmm. the three of them off. And he's proud of it. The end. Mm -hmm. Devin is now in the Chucky crew. We need like a. A, a name for this little unit that's gonna start fighting Chucky. Now. The fucked crew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because one of them is a traitor for sure. Nah, yeah. He's gonna. You think Devin's gonna tell his mom? No. You think Jake is gonna gonna betray them? No. No. It's Lexi who's already on his side. I yeah. feel it. Yeah. yeah. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. I was skeptical about it at first, but nah, I don't believe. A damn thing anymore. She's playing the, the part of a understanding person too well. I don't know what to believe. Hmm. So yeah, that was the end of the episode. Pretty good. I need to see more. People are aware of Chucky's presence now. Not just Jake. I don't remember. People dying all over the place. I don't remember what your body count was. What, for last episode? 
like what you said this episode of the body count will be. Man, I don't remember either now. Yeah, I don't care. Two. And it, was, it was two in this episode. <laughs> two deaths. Yeah. I feel like I said one last time. <laughs> one flashback, one present day. Hmm. And Oliver was the episode before, so that doesn't count. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So you think it's going to pick up? You think we're going to get more? Or are you still thinking it's going to slow play it? Slow play it. One kill at a time. He doesn't want to draw too much attention to the last episode where we're going to get kill upon kill upon kill. Five total. I feel it. So you think there's going to be five deaths? In last episode. Leading up to it, one to two two deaths max. Probably one death per time period. Gotcha. Okay. Because unfortunately, these flashbacks aren't going away. Yeah. We we are going to continue going back to Arrow Island every episode. Yeah. <sighs> I'm not a fan of it. I was a fan of this episode. It got me on my feet. Mm-hmm. I have no uh, sympathy for anybody. Empathy. None of that shit. Everybody deserves what they get. <laughs> mm-hmm. The characters, everybody. The characters. If this was real yes, life. The main fictional characters. Yeah. Um, other than that, things are picking up, and this is what episode four, right? So, it's we're halfway. So yeah, I was expecting things to pick up. I picked up a lot more than I thought. Yeah, we got a lot of conversations I wanted. We got a lot of people getting, you know, yeah, deservedly talked to, you know, put in their place. Yeah, they're... nobody died or anything, but they got they got put down and people's eagles got bruised, <laughs> especially the mayor. Yeah, the mayor. Although, like, you know, she needs a little bit more because um, she's coming off very Lexi esque right now. She's she's kind of sad for a moment and then back to being full blown Karen. Did, oh, wait, we didn't mention that line from Chucky. Where he's trying to convince Jake to drop her, and he's like, "Just drop her, drop that little like Karen in training, all right? Yeah. We don't need another one of those in the world." <laughs> he's like really throwing his best argument toward him. That's gonna come back. He's gonna yeah. say, "It's like you should have let her go. I told mm-hmm. you." There's no way. Yeah, <laughs> I feel it when when it's revealed she works for him. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> she, yeah, man. Ah. Cause there's no way he gets his comeuppance, right? There's gonna be more. No, I feel like she bargained with Chucky, like, "Oh, he sent you to do it." What a little like wuss! I would have done it myself. And he's like, "Really?" And then they made a deal with each other. Yeah, some shit like that. Cause it's not like he went running back to Jake, you know? Yeah. Like, what prompted him to be like, "Oh, Jake's not on my side." You Nothing. felt that energy when he was walking in into the scene when Lexi was hanging on to Jake. You mm-hmm. felt that that like he knew Jake had some remorse. I guess because he sees him saving Lexi. I don't know. Yeah. But, but yeah. He knows. He knows Jake doesn't have it in him. He's got to know. He has to know. Yeah. So I guess that's our prediction for that. I don't know mm-hmm. what <clears throat> next episode should be wild. Um, more investigations. 
to your point, Jumbi, I think people are going to start looking at the mayor. Why is she letting all these things happen? Yeah. They're going to look at the mayor. They're going to, man, I doubt they'll look at the detective, but, you know, I would start asking some questions about how much is getting done about these crimes because they seem to be happening under everybody's nose. Yeah. I don't want to see next episode where the detective's like, look, Jake, another dead body, and you were in the room. Yeah. <laughs> like, you kept me in the room because you were interrogating me, remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would just be insulting to the audience's intelligence. Yeah. Like, it, you're suspending disbelief a little too much in her suspicion of him. Um, I know Chucky's, like, mystical and all that shit. Uh, I find it weird. I feel like he's being in two places at once. So I was coming up with a theory that there's two dolls. My theory for that was, I mean, it only came about because you said that theory. So the two doll theory is all yours. Mm. (laughs) But like my idea was the other doll is his bride. Mm. We'll see. Because they brought her up, right? Yeah. And they showed a picture of the actress who played her. Yeah. Um, which could just be like, you know, we want this to be official Chucky canon. We're tying in all the other lore to it, which they've been doing a great job of. This is not alternate universe Chucky, like the n- recent movie with Audrey Plaza. This is like canon, canon Chucky. Which is cool. Weird kid and all. Yeah. So, well, yeah, he should make a note of it, you know, like, yeah, hey, it's not, it's not a knockoff. I don't mm-hmm. have programming in me. <laughs> I don't run on computer chips, kid. This is all soul magic. So, yeah, it's all magic. It's not a programming error. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't be stupid. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Even though I like that movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. It was nice. The yeah. one Chucky movie we like remember all the way. It's not canon. It doesn't <laughs> really matter. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like they're going to reference it, though. I hope so. Mm-hmm. You are my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we hoping for the next episode? Um, it's episode five. So we're getting mm-hmm. towards the end. Uh, I hate to say it, but we're probably going to get more backstory. Well, yeah, that's an easy one. Every episode, more backstory. Five and six. Probably college days i'm predicting college days back backstory i think they're gonna start researching charles lee ray i think they're gonna go after the beginning um i i hope the call is andy and i hope they I'm go call, for i was i was gonna call it i was gonna call andy <laughs> i think after they're gonna research charles lee ray just like you said but andy's getting introduced this episode coming up i feel it uh i think they they got to go off of the fact that he got a call. He's got to remember that. And then he's got to go look for that. So We're I asking th- a lot from Jake right here. Yeah, there we are. Expecting a lot. We're expecting him to think a little bit. <laughs> it's tough. But they, but have, they to- have Devin on the team. He might be able to inspire him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Devin's there. At some point, Junior's going to be on the stupid team, too. And then we're going to get that confrontation that we need from Junior and Jake. I think he's not on the team right now so that when Lexi and Jake start working together, um, Junior can get jealous. Yeah. And uh, they just need to hurry up and have that stupid-ass conversation. 
Like, oh, oh yeah, you don't understand. My, you think my life was easy, but my dad put so much pressure on me to be on the track team, and my dad this and my dad that. It's like my dad. I do not want to hear that. My no dad way. beat me. My dad beat me. My dad knew I was gay, and he beat me while he was drunk. And he knows that. How could he be like, my dad put pressure on me? Because Jake's just going to be like, my dad did too. He put a lot of pressure right on my eye, right here. <laughs> All right? It was horrible. Yeah. You can't complain to somebody who's being abused like that about your like tough father who wants you to succeed in life. I don't but know. Junior has that energy that he's jealous of fucking of Jake for his life. He wants his life in a way. Like, he wants his freedom, I guess, because he's not, he doesn't live his own life. He lives his dad's life. That's the stupidest fucking thing. <laughs> I know. Your dad lets you do your art sculptures. Yeah, my my dad also drank and hit me. Mm-hmm. It, Who do you, do you think Aunt Bree is actually cheating? Well, I said that in one of the first episodes. I said it was like her therapist, but as a joke. Um. Something up was up with the way she was talking about the the kid. She was talking about death in a certain way. It's like, oh, imagine imagine finding Oliver. Imagine it was one of your kids. Can you imagine that? Like, I don't know, man. Something's off about that. Something's real weird. I'm starting to think she's not cheating. She's not showing. Because um, every show, when it comes to a cheating spouse, has a certain they have a certain personality. She's not showing that, but she she does she is showing that she has a secret. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. <laughs> she has a secret therapist, like you were saying, or she's a secret lover. A secret kid. A secret kid. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know how that would connect to everything, but yeah, maybe. <laughs> Or maybe, yeah, I don't know, secret kid, maybe a secret lover, and it's like Andy. I don't know. <laughs> no, that'll just be stupid. <laughs> that would be stupid. He's... Although it's important to note that his partner in crime, Eddie, whatever his last name, Capote, Capote, Caputo, Caputo. When he was a kid, they called him Andy, and Chucky's first victim kid was named Andy as well. Oh yeah, mm. I don't know if that was on purpose, but maybe. But his his name is definitely Eddie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we're gonna see much of the high school again. I got a feeling that we're not going back there for a while. Mm. They can't just walk in there and pretend they're right. Maybe we do. Maybe they try to go back to normal. Mm-hmm. We got four episodes to go, so I'm I'm just really curious to see what happens next because I don't know what to do. Like, if I was the writer of the show, I I feel like I'm running out of steam here. So I want to see how they keep this going because hmm. I it's like it peaked here. What how do I top that next episode? But you can't top it. You just have to at best keep it going. Yeah, uh, you know what would be interesting too mm-hmm. of how how Chucky got back there. Remember how do you get back? To yeah. the hospital? No, the I don't the town. Oh, the town. Yeah, it'd be cool to know. I have no idea. So yeah, 
Anything else to say about this episode? No. What about you, Jumby? Any last words? Let it go. Let <laughs> it go. <laughs> and with that, we bid you adieu. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Phantoms and Silver Screen. If you like this episode, check out our other episodes or any other endeavors we may have produced. Any other content we've created. Enjoy it. We love you. Don't let go. <laughs>